15 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's our Shop Stewards Corner, which we bring to you every Monday, taking a look at uh, what's happening in the lives of working people and what's happening on the shop floor. And uh, no bigger uh, uh, moment of reflection uh, than uh, that on uh, of the 8th anniversary of the Marikana Massacre. And uh, I'm joined by somebody who was uh, certainly... Uh, uh, very much at uh, the uh, centre of the unfolding events that led uh, to that uh, tragic state of affairs uh, in the uh, uh, northwest uh, in uh, Marakana, and uh, that is uh, uh, Joseph Matundra, is the president of AMCU, and uh, he gave a stirring keynote address yesterday at uh, one of the commemorations hosted by AMCU uh, in Midrand yesterday. And uh, please join me in welcoming him, uh, Bao Matundra. Good evening to you, and Sawamgela uh, Metro FM Talk. Good evening to you, my brother, and good evening to your listeners. Thank you for the opportunity again. Bauma Tundra, yesterday I think many people would have, uh, you know, uh, uh, taken stock of some of your reflections. I think you touched on a lot of things. And uh, alongside uh, uh, many of the uh, widows who uh, lost their husbands and uh, some of the survivors, I mean, we saw a very stirring address from Um Zokolo yesterday as well. And uh, mm. when you take stock and you reflect on how this uh, particular day has been commemorated, not only by yourselves as uh, uh, AMCU, but also uh, the company, which is uh, Sabanya Stillwater now. They took over uh, operations from Lonman, uh, those uh, platinum operations there, but also from Ukulumende as well. What do you make of that? I mean, we saw a statement uh, from uh, the uh, government communication service from Mrs. Pumla Williams uh, yesterday, which is probably the only real comment that we've seen from our government. What do you make of how people have remembered how they've commemorated uh, what happened on that fateful day. Thank you. Uh, I hope I'll be able to to come closer to your question. Uh, I mean, the commemoration that uh, we religiously or continuously holding is a commemoration of pain mm. and disappointment. Uh, whereby in this new dispensation of which it caught us off guard, not knowing that when we put this democratic government, we will repeat what the nationalist government has done to our forebearers. So this commemoration, it doesn't come even closer to close the chapter there are so many questions that does not come with answers. Mm. Why? What was the reason? Can our democratic elected government go so low, twisted their arm by the white monopoly capital to do such heinous crime against their own people whom they uh, whom put them to power? So. Uh, uh, these are the questions uh, that keeps on coming. Empty promises. As you know, Tilangesindu, or when uh, someone has wronged your family, uh, the best one can do is to humble himself or herself to come and apologize. The rest sure. can follow. That means that person, he, he takes you to account. He respects he, 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 he respect that particular family. And when it comes to uh, Lon Min, Lon Min, I think they should have been, their CEO be arrested or what, but the, the, the Falam Commission of, I normally call a commission of omission, uh, they've never found anything against Lon Min. 
When you come to this uh, company called Sibanye, uh, of which they served me with a letter that I must withdraw my statement of saying if Sibanye is still water massacre, which I'll never do that. Because Who in signed terms that of letter? Neil Froneman? Uh, it's the uh, ENS. I mean, uh, they instructed their attorneys, ENS. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So therefore, I mean, in terms of Section 197, the transfer of business, so they must accept everything. Mm. Uh, where I'm, I'm, I'm heading to in terms of Sibanya, Sibanya went and erect a, 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 a stone or whatever they call it, a, a wall of remembrance, uh, mm. for the better word and engrave the names of our brothers and, and, and fathers who were massacred by white monopoly capital with the state. And without a consultation uh, with the families, the widows, I, I mean, really, this is disrespect of note that you can kill people subsequent that you even use their pain for your own PR exercise. Uh, really, that's the kind of a company that we are working with. And again, they just come yesterday, and then they set up all their, uh, what they call memorial lectures, without agreeing with the families. There is nothing we as AMCO, since we started uh, commemorating this day, that we have done without proper, proper consultation even though they given us powers to conduct through our trust, but we constantly engaging with them. So that you, you see clearly that white monopoly capital does not have any respect with the dignity of a black or an African person. Mm. Well, I want us to pause here for a second. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll continue to uh, engage, I guess, some of your reflections there. And uh, uh, I guess uh, many people would also agree that uh, company going on a PR offensive because there were full-page spreads in the Sunday papers yesterday. And I think it's quite mm-hmm. startling that uh, a lot of that happens without many of those who are survivors and uh, many of the widows who are left behind and not being consulted, as you suggest. We'll continue with Yamku President Joseph Matunjo after this. It is indeed our shop steward's corner, and I'm in conversation with uh, the uh, president of AMCU, uh, Joseph Matunjo, as uh, we reflect on uh, the eighth anniversary of the Marikana massacre. And, uh, and Bao Matunjo, uh, you make a very interesting point there that uh, I guess uh, it even goes against our um, uh, sort of uh, African notions of self and Ubuntu to, to go and build Elite uh, or build a wall of remembrance without really, I guess, doing so in consultation or in cooperation with many of those. Uh, who lost their lives and uh, their widows and uh, some of the survivors uh, uh, who, uh, uh, you know, uh, survived uh, the uh, massacre there. But I want us to return maybe to, I guess, the reason why people undertook the strike action in the first place. I think a lot of us, as we reflect about what happened in Marikana, often forget that this was, in essence, a dispute between Abbasibians in Umkrish. And in so doing, uh, we forget to ask the question of, did some of the workers effectively achieve the kind of livelihood that they went out on strike for? Did they achieve the kind of wages that they went out on strike for? I remember uh, probably 18 months after Marikana, one of the longest strikes in the platinum sector, uh, which uh, effectively, I guess, uh, crippled many of these companies. And uh, yet 
when we talk about what happened on that fateful day, it seems uh, we only touch on some of the other peripheral issues without asking the question of whether or not some of the core demands uh, that the workers wanted around wages, around uh, uh, housing, around you know conditions of work, have some of those been achieved? Thank you. Uh, I mean, you remember quite clearly, I mean, you've mentioned that uh, have they achieved. If you remember, just after the the, the massacre, we had to embark on a five-month solid strike. Yes. That tells us it tells us that the the company or these mines were destined to maintain this structural inequality wage structure that was designed for black person in the mining sector. Because if they've learned something, when we engage in the next round of wage negotiations, we should have concluded an agreement that it shows clear the pathway that at the end of the day they will achieve. But coming closer to your question, 2020, this year, there is no worker who goes underground at Long Mean as an entry level less than 13,000. 500. Mm. And with the wage agreement that we've signed for three years, it's clear that after three years, there will be around 17,000 rand. But it came with a pain. But in the nutshell, yes, indeed, we've passed the mark of 12,500. That excluding the benefits. And then in terms of Imago Yentalo, I mean, uh, in terms of, you remember the, the issue of the housing allowances, which was uh, quite a vexing issue there, uh, and uh, uh, the, uh, I guess, uh, lack of performance towards the social and labor uh, plans, which uh, had a critical housing component in there. And yet, you know, if you go to the community of Nganing now, you still see Abandu Bishalamachi Otyombeni and uh, uh, living a very difficult life alongside uh, uh, you know, the nation's wealth, and if you look at where the platinum price is now or the uh, palladium prices, it certainly pales in comparison to the kind of poverty that one would see around those mines. Have you been able to resolve that issue? I think that uh, it's just a pipe dream. I don't, I don't think we'll ever resolve that one. And the reason is very simple. AMCO had made clear and call even through the government when they were uh, with the MRE when there was this amendment of uh, of the mining charter. Mm. We said for the communities who are hosting these mines, they will never see the sun. They will never see any practical, tangible uh, gain from the wealth that is beneath the earth in their area by using the mining charter as its stand. Because if the mining charter is not regulated in terms of MPRPA, Mining Petroleum Resources Act and Development Act, there is nothing forcing this company to do it. They are doing it at their own will, huh? own leisure. You, you cannot even take them to court. Huh? So, so it's just another PR booklet that is useless. They, they do on their own pace at their own will. But furthermore, do we really need a mining charter that will say the company, after mining, 
they need to give certain percentile to the community. We don't need that. We don't need it. I mean, these mines should be owned by the people. Like, for instance, loan me. We consulted when, before Sibanya swallow loan me without paying a cent, just evaluation of the shares, then they give it to them. Workers put, they said, we've got over 7 billion, 7 billion of our profit and fund. Please, President, engage with the employer loan mean, competitions commission. Tell them that we want to buy loan mean to be owned by us workers. They denied us, our government, competitions commission. They denied us that opportunity. So therefore, until such time, some of the policies of this country changes, will be keep, will be just extraction, uh, people just extracting all these minerals, exporting, no beneficiation, nothing will ever show. We don't own anything. So in the nutshell, Nkaneng is still Nkaneng. You still see pigs, children, young children on the street, playing on the street that is dusty, no water, no light, no development whatsoever, whatsoever in that mine. So therefore, Who's going to force them? No one's going to force them. Because what they do, they switch, I mean, us off by you becoming a BE partner. So once you're becoming a BE partner, what happens? You cannot speak while your mouth is full of food. How will you speak? Hmm. So that's a situation. That's why we are saying if we are serious about economic uh, changes in this country, we need one, the political radical. A radical a, a political shift. Two, we need a radical economic shift. And we need a quarter system where we will be saying 60% of our minerals can be exported. 40% stay behind. Mm. For what? For do industrialization and beneficiation. And then we'll be creating more jobs sure, rather sure. than exporting you- everything. Yeah, I mean, what, what's your view on the state of play of, uh, in particular, platinum beneficiation? I mean, uh, we're talking in this particular case about the platinum value chain. Uh, I was saying earlier on, I mean, if you look at the platinum, the rhodium and palladium prices, we've seen runaway prices for the last 18 months or so. I mean, uh, it's mm. been a massive rally for those prices. And yet, sitting at the southernmost tip of the continent of Africa, I ask myself, how much of that are we actually, you know, converting into autocatalysts? How much of it are we converting into the feedstock for uh, electrical uh, batteries that go into these electrical vehicles that Elon Musk is talking about in America? How much of that is actually happening here? Well, what is your view on what we need to do aside from the quota? I think the quota is probably a first step, but what are some of the other things that we could do to make sure that we actually effectively corner that market and we beneficiate some of that and we extract as much value as we can? I think the the first thing, even though I might not be correct, I'm afraid to contradict myself in terms of how many percent are we beneficiating in, in the country. But there is a little bit of it that is doing, which is not enough. It's just a drop in sure, the ocean. Sure. Secondly, the, 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 the issue of beneficiation, we can do more in this country. Like, for instance, what prevents us, I mean, to make... Uh, uh, Mandela, whatever, rent coins on platinum. 
you know, there there are so much opportunities. All these catalysts uh, that I mean, for motor, for diesel, for for combustion, all those things are done overseas. We we just export and these go to Germany. When you go to Germany in one of these big companies uh, that I mean are dealing with beneficiation, it's amazing what you see what they do with platinum. Most mm. of the things that we use in our laptop, medical, is beneficiated in Germany. So wh- why is it not done here? And then that it, it quickly comes with the issue of education at the end of the day. What is it that we are producing? The, the students that we are, I mean, the graduates that we are producing from different uh, institutes of higher learning. We just produce what? Job seekers. We cannot innovate anything. If you say you've got an engineer who studied at VES for four years, five years, where is it going to go? It's going to go to Sibanya Underground to do what? For extraction, it doesn't even know where the gold goes. What can you do out of gold? What can you mm. do out of palladium? What can you do? Out- we know nothing. We are just educated employees that are subjected to work for the white monopoly capital. Then when you go to Germany, you go to Berlin, you go to their universities. When I was in Berlin, one of the universities, you find those, those, those young students, they are hard at work. How to beneficiate the minerals from Africa? What you're suggesting, Tata, is that, uh, you know, we still have very colonial relations of production. Where now we just, uh, uh, you know, see on Banjimi Koti, see Tata, see Selwanje, Itata, see somebody else there adds value to it, and then it comes back and it's sold to us again. It's just like that. Uh, and the Agushin, Chibapegi, is also politics there too. They are looking at it, and then they turn a plant eye. You, you, I mean, let me make a quick example. We might not have a, a proper rail, proper roads, but mm. where they have to take the minerals from Rustenburg to Richards Bay, those roads will be tarred, there will be no potholes. Where we have to take a manganese from Northern Cape down to Richards Bay, that rail line will be serviced 24-7. But where there is a road that goes to Alexandra, Tofim Baba, Batikulu, Eshowe, is full of potholes because there is no minerals going there. So they maintain their infrastructure in the way that they don't miss a minute on the road when they exploit our minerals. Hmm. And I guess, Baumatunjo, as we reflect on eight years since the passing these are some of the issues that we'll continue to uh, speak about. And uh, I really thank you for taking time out to speak to us. Unfortunately, we have run out of time. And uh, uh, I just want to say to you that uh, may you take strength, uh, Africa. Many of uh, the widows, the survivors of Marikana look to you for strength. They look to you for leadership. And uh, thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us. Thank you very much. One of our comrades once said, please convey my message and appreciation to you in the manner that you conduct yourself, your interview, so professional, ever smiling, close to the struggle of the working class. Thank you very much. Thank you.